All right, joining us in the drive-up lane right now is the new superintendent of schools, Mr. Scott Grimes. Good morning. How are we doing? Good morning. We're doing great. Well, you're back to school finally, huh? That is a relief. I'll tell you that. I always tell people that whenever I call a snow day, I hope it's the last snow day we have to call. <laughs> Unless you're a kid. They, don't have they enjoy that a little bit. But you build in how many a year? Well, you know, the state allows for six. And unfortunately, we've had a couple of other closings due to the threat, due to uh, the COVID over the uh, Thanksgiving holiday. So we've actually used eight. We've gone two over. The understanding is that the state may be flexible for sure for three days. So that would give us nine if we needed to use those. Uh, and then they would the state could potentially give us additional flexibility going forward. Uh, that hasn't happened yet, but we typically wait until spring break, till potential snow days are, are finished. And then if we have to make adjustments, we typically do it from spring break on the rest of the, the school year. And do you, generally that's what, like a, a half day on Saturday or something? or uh, Half day on Saturday, no. We would probably add either, depending on if we needed to add hours or days, because we could add both. Uh, we would do it at the end of the school year, most likely. So it would be going into that next week. Right now, I think the last day's June. I don't know if it's the third or fourth, but we would go into that next week. Yeah, I don't see what that. That's always a big deal because the beginning of June's always, you know, the weather's not fantastic then anyway. And yeah. and if you've got icy roads or, I mean, you think of that gas emergency a few years ago, plus all the winter storms that were on top of it, that yep. added uh, like another week. I want to say it, it did, and and uh, we got a lot of flexibility from the state that year because that was, if you remember, that was prior to the pandemic. We had fourteen snow days that particular school year, so. We've had quite a challenge over the last three years with uh, lots of different things, but I think um, we're hearing that there will be a, maybe a little additional flexibility, but we're not sure yet, so we have to wait. Scott Grimes joining us, GHAP superintendent. Okay, Andy used to talk about um, how they judge the roads in the morning, and you guys have, like I think, something like 100 square miles of buses that have to go out on those country roads and everything. What is the, the really the criteria for you on uh, calling school? It always comes down to student and staff safety primarily students at bus stops uh, students that have to drive in you know high school kids uh, and then is it safe for our buses and our bus drivers to be out on the road so there's you know it's it's a a, a pretty involved process but certainly student and staff safety is number one now every year you guys are you got so many schools that you're always rehabbing a school you know a, a new roof or whatever what what's the uh, construction project like for for this year you know, um, we, we passed our bond issue about eight or nine years ago. That was a 10-year bond, and in that was uh, roofing for just about all the buildings, um, some infrastructure-type work, technology, uh, whatever else it might be. And um, we're, we're just continuing with that plan. We're going to have some, some, roofing ish, you know, some roofing replacements and, and construction and, and go from there. Um, it's, it's kind of winding down, and we need to take a look really seriously going forward at our facilities because, as you know, or may not know, I guess, um, our newest school building, the high school, is now 25 or 26 years old. Yeah, the new building. Yeah, the new high school. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, are there plans to build a new school somewhere? Well, we're, we're kind of working through that right now. Uh, we have to have some discussions with our board to see where we're at, but certainly I think facilities going forward is going to be uh, a topic that's going to be on the list because we need to start paying, I think, even more attention to that just based on the age of some of our buildings. Somebody mentioned to me, 
you know, like, I don't know, some time ago, like Lakeshore may be a building you're wanting to get rid of. Is that true? Well, that's, that's obviously one of the topics that we have to talk about. Lakeshore is nearly 70 years old now. Um, and it's showing some signs of wear, but we haven't decided what, what we're going to do yet going forward, but that certainly has to be on the list. What about athletic facilities? How are they looking? Uh, you know, I don't know that you ever have enough of those, especially in the wintertime and in the off season. You have the sports that are currently in session, and then you have all the sports that do their off-season work, and then you have a lot, a lot of traffic in all of our gyms. And then you also have NORA adult programs and student programs that take it as well. So I would say um, we're, we're in still we're pretty good shape, but we always can use you know more space. Scott Grimes, GHAP superintendent, joining us. How are you doing on teachers, subs, um, maintenance personnel, bus drivers? I, I, like everybody else, you know, we're struggling to find subs, and, and that is a major um, activity, I would say, almost every day, trying to make sure that everything is covered. You know, just prior to Thanksgiving, we were struggling. Um, we, had, we had had certain uh, areas, departments that were hit harder with COVID, and we were really struggling to keep buses on the road and keep the, the, the buildings open. We were able to do it. We had to maneuver a little bit, change some bus routes and that type of thing. But we're just like everybody else. We're, um, we're seeing a surge currently. It's been manageable so far. Um, but obviously, we're going to have to, going forward, we're going to have to really work hard to keep, keep things going the way they are. And, and our number one goal right now, obviously, is going to be the student safety, uh, but staying in person. How close have you been or are you close or whatever with COVID-19 and you know shutting down a school and making them virtual again or anything of that nature? You know, we... we I, at current time, we are not that close, but certainly almost any day you could have an outbreak and you might have to shut down maybe a classroom if it were an elementary. Um, our, our goal would be not to shut down the whole district. If we can if possibly do that, it would be to shut down either the classroom, the building that's, that's having the problem before we looked at the whole district. But right now, it's, our goal is to stay open and stay in person. Okay, um, talk about your role with the MHSA, what you do with them, and uh, what your title is in the whole thing. Yeah, well, um, currently, believe it or not, I just started my 22nd year with the MHSAA uh, on January 1st. Uh, I am currently the president of the Representative Council, which is the president of um, nine. There's 19 different people on the council, and they come from all areas of the state, north, south, east, west, and represent uh, their area for uh, rule changes, making sure the competitive, uh, you know, the rules are, are equal and consistent for everybody across the state. Um, I happen to be the president. I've been the president for, and I can't even remember, time seems to go, six or eight years. <laughs> um, and so it, it's been one of those, those things that, you know, high school athletics is pretty much been my entire life when I was born my my father was a, a physical education teacher and he coached three varsity sports in the Detroit area um, my first memories are going to uh, with him to practices and games I played uh, I coached it's just something that I've always had great interest in and it's been something that's allowed me to I think give back because I felt so strongly about high school sports that um, it's it's really been something that a labor of love for me um, it doesn't come without its challenges. We typically meet, uh, the executive committee meets once a month, and we have a meeting with all 19 representatives three times a year. And we have not met in, we've met in person once in the past two years, Yeah, um, which has been really difficult. We have done um, a lot of Zoom meetings, uh, and, and quite honestly, like everybody else, we have found that they're more economical um, and and 
probably help us do our business a little bit quicker and a little more efficiently. So we are going to probably stick with that for our executive meetings, which are once a month and involve about five or six people. But the bottom line is we um, just try to make sure that everyone does, uh, you know, everyone's consistent and the rules are, are the same for everybody. And then finally, the, the biggest thing, the reason we meet monthly is because there are a number of appeals. A student transfers from school A to school B and they're not necessarily eligible right away, but they think they have a good reason and should be eligible right away. So we listen to those appeals monthly. And we just did that yesterday. How critical is the shortage right now in officials? Terrible. You know, it's interesting. When the economy is good, we struggle to find officials. When the economy is bad, it's no problem. But now you mix in the pandemic, and we have some of our older officials have just decided to not work for whatever reason, you know, their, their personal health. Um, and, and so we're really struggling. We have a lot of officials that double up on Friday nights. They might work a freshman and a JV game or a freshman and a varsity game or whatever it is just so that we can cover every game. Well, I had a suggestion. I don't know if you've ever thought about doing this, but I know that like you have trade schools, you know, for whatever, become a plumber or electrician or whatever. Is there any, any thought of creating that for those high school students that are now into college that could earn some pretty good money and stay with the game and uh, learn how to ref? Because they make some pretty good coin. Yep. The um, <clears throat> MHSA has had programs where they had, advertised and marketed towards high school students to get them involved in officiating they they made it <clears throat> they made it so that they would have to maybe not have to pay a registration fee to do it uh, they could work with more uh, um, senior officials in games they could start in seventh and eighth grade because believe it or not those we struggle to find those as well um, <clears throat> and it, it has worked across the state uh, but I don't think that's been in the last couple of years. I think that was a few years ago. So maybe that's something that we, we need to continue to focus on. Okay. Um, and finally for you, Scott, you go from de uh, deputy superintendent to superintendent. How much has your role changed? In in a couple of weeks, what have you noticed? Well, and quite honestly, we were preparing for this back in October. Um, I started to kind of do the transition. <clears throat> Lots of different meetings. Um with Andy to kind of get used to it. Lots of different community meetings, you know, chamber or rotary or whatever it might be. It, it is different in that um, the buck stops with you, right? When you're the, the guy that's second, you can always run something off of the, the boss and, and kind of get the final answer, right? Well, that happens to be me now. <laughs> um, and and there, it, there, it does bring a certain amount of stress. And, and I don't think it's a secret that currently, you know, um, we have a number of challenges like everybody else. You know, the pandemic has brought on so many new uh, challenges to our district and every district and, and not even in schools, but all over the place. And um, I knew that going into it, um, that that would be the case. But we just need to continue to work hard, do do the, the job and um, let everybody know that we have an awesome, awesome product. Our teachers are working as hard as they've ever worked. Our, our administrators are working our kids are incredible. We have a great school district. We just need to continue to work to get through this and get on the other side of this pandemic. Well, I, I always told Andy, and Andy was always good about it. He has my number, and so do you, that if anything's up that I need to know about, just text me. We'll get you on right away. Uh, if you want to promote something within the schools, uh, a, you know, a school project play, whatever, yeah. we're always here for you. So all you got to do is let me know. I appreciate that, Eric. And, and we just really appreciate all the support the WAWL supply or provides to the schools. Well, we appreciate that, and uh, I, I'm very happy for you. We're all glad to see you get it. Thank you. Couldn't think of anybody better, and uh, I, I wish you the best of luck. And you're only, what, two weeks into this basically with yeah. the title right yeah. two weeks two weeks officially <laughs> um but yeah it's been great I, I think the, the the interesting piece of it is at one point in time i was getting kind of um oh i'll say 
people were joking because we had more snow days than actual instructional days <laughs> under my tenor. And I will tell you, the, uh, the students had no problem with that. Oh, I'm sure they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Scott, thank you so much. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Don't drive off. He <laughs> got my headset. Scott Grimes joining us here uh, on the Mighty 103.5. That, that's pretty much our newscast right there. Bucks play tomorrow night. Bucks pride. We'll tell you about that a little bit later on.